Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today, we're going to begin a new book, the book of 1 Thessalonians. As always, I want to say congratulations on reading through the book of Colossians with me. There's so much value in Colossians. I love that book. It's one of my favorites. It was just so great to read that with you. So keep up the good work. I'm going to introduce 1 Thessalonians, and we're going to get started. 1 Thessalonians, Introduction. Prosperous, prominent, and thoroughly pagan, the seaport city of Thessalonica first heard the gospel on Paul's second missionary journey. A loving fellowship developed there, becoming a continual source of thankfulness and joy to Paul. He writes to his Thessalonians to encourage them. They have stood firm in their faith. Paul reminds them that he prays earnestly for them. They have shown their love to other believers. He urges that they love them even more. Their city is full of sensual temptation. He exhorts them to live in holiness and honor. Finally, he teaches them about the hope of Christ's return, reminding them to encourage each other with that promise. Vital Statistics Author Paul the Apostle Date written around A.D. 51 One of Paul's earliest letters Purpose to encourage the Thessalonian believers and their faith and assure them of Christ's return. Themes, faith, persecution, hope in Christ's return, and the resurrection. Day 336, December 1st, 1 Thessalonians 1-5. Stay on target. Overview. The church at Thessalonica was in many ways a model church. Paul commends the believers in several areas. Their exemplary faith, diligent service, patient steadfastness, and overflowing joy. But in the midst of his commendation, Paul offers a word of caution. Abounding in the work of the Lord is only one step removed from abandoning the work of the Lord through complacency. Thus, Paul exhorts the Thessalonians to live holy lives, to increase in their love for one another, and to encourage and build each other up. In all of this, they should always be joyful, prayerful, and thankful in every situation. In short, Paul encouraged them to stay on target as they labor for the Lord. Chapter 1, Paul's memories, personal. Chapter 2 and 3, Paul's methods, parental. Chapter 4, Christ's return, prophetic. Chapter 5, Paul's reminders, practical. Insight, God's trumpet. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 Paul's reference to the trumpet call of God, 4.16, may bring to mind thoughts of glorious brass instruments. But the word for a horn or trumpet in the Bible is shofar, a ram's horn used ceremonially as a call to assemble or militarily as a call to arms. The most obvious image for Paul's Jewish readers would have been the trumpet call during Rosh Hashanah, 
the Feast of Trumpets, described in Leviticus 23, 23-25. At the beginning of the Jewish New Year, when Jesus returns, the Shofar of God will bring in a new year unlike any other. Insight. Graduate course for kindergarten Christians. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-2. The end times is often considered a weighty subject that is reserved for mature, well-taught Christians and seminary graduates. But Paul spent considerable time teaching about the end times and its practical implications to new converts. 5, 1 and 2. What place does the future possibly imminent return of Christ have in your daily walk? 1 Thessalonians 1. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. The faith of the Thessalonian believers. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. But when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe sufferings it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you have become an example to all believers in Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now, the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He's the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Paul remembers his visit. You yourselves know, dear brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not a failure. You know how badly we had been treated at Philippi just before we came to you and how much we suffered there. Yet our God gave us the courage to declare his good news to you boldly in spite of great opposition. You can see we were not preaching with any deceit or impure motives or trickery. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Never once did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. As for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone else. As apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you, but instead we were like children among you. Or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you? Night and day we toiled to earn a living 
so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preach God's good news to you. You yourselves are our witnesses, and so is God, that we would devote in honest and faultless toward all of you believers. And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy, for he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received this message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very words of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. In this way, you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea, who because of their belief in Christ Jesus suffered from their own people, the Jews. For some of the Jews killed the prophets, and some even killed the Lord Jesus. Now they have persecuted us too. They failed to please God and work against all humanity as they try to keep us from preaching the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins, but the anger of God has caught up with them at last. Timothy's good report about the church. Their brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you, and I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy, and what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you. Yes, you are our pride and joy. First Thessalonians chapter 3. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles, even while we were with you. We warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. That is why when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. But now, Timothy has just returned bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering. Dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith, it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill the gaps in your faith. May God our Father and our Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Live to please God. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins, as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives you his Holy Spirit. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. The hope of the resurrection. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died, so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with the commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Now concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. When people are saying, everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin, and there will be no escape. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to the darkness and the night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Paul's final advice. Dear brothers and sisters, 
Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. And live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Paul's final greetings. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Their brothers and sisters pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My Daily Walk Do you believe Jesus is coming again? Do you behave as if Jesus is coming again? The first question is straightforward and simple to answer. Either you do or you don't. But the second is more difficult because it involves looking for practical everyday ways to translate your belief into behavior and then making those activities and attitudes a priority in your daily life. Each of the five chapters of 1 Thessalonians ends with instructive verses based on the encouraging fact that Jesus Christ is coming again. Read the indicated verses prayerfully, then write out a step you can take today to begin putting your beliefs to work. Two example responses are provided. 1, 9 to 10. I will look for someone to serve as I wait for God's Son. 2, 19 to 20. And 3, 11 to 13. 4, 13 to 18. I will comfort someone today with the thought of Christ's coming. 5, 23 to 24. If your behavior does not reflect your beliefs, how valuable are those beliefs? That is so true and is something to think about for each and every one of us including myself. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Keep up the good work, and God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.